Hello, this is Leela Viss. Welcome to episode number one of Key Ideas. Piano teaching doesn't come bundled with ready-made solutions. The Key Ideas podcast highlights brilliant options for innovative piano teachers just like you. Episode number one is a flashbulb episode called Leaning into Fall with a Hybrid Studio. We got free tickets to a pandemic roller coaster and the ride hasn't stopped. There are no breaks until a vaccine shows up and it feels like things are out of control. This is the first in a series of episodes focusing on things we can control in our studios. One of them being where we teach, online, in person, or both. You may be wondering, what's a flashbulb episode? It's one that dives deep into a hot topic in 20 minutes or less. But before we jump in, and just in case you and I haven't met online or in person, here's a little info about me. I'm a piano teacher who was raised with my older sister by two professors in Northwest Iowa. Then I followed my husband out to Colorado and got my master's in piano performance and pedagogy. Unlike most Coloradans, I avoid ski slopes and prefer to hike, bike, and hang out at a gym class. Sharing fresh food with good friends ranks high on my list, as does a crisp Sauvignon Blanc and Kraft IPAs. Long ago, I shed my fear of most critters thanks to raising three boys who are now grown and who shine at math, business, and marine biology. I've sat on an organ bench about as long as the piano bench, and I left a university position because life turned upside down. Tech tools, pedagogy, and creativity keep me curious, and I like to share what I learn at my site, lelavis.com, and in my resources, and now this podcast. Again, welcome, and I'm glad you're here. For years, back to school carried with it some anticipation, a bit of dread for the brutal schedule ahead, and a sense of relief after a long stretch with little routine. This year, it's hard to pin down just one emotion as there's so many attached to going back to school. In fact, we really can't call it going back to school. What are we going back to? Everything has changed. Stick with me as I make a play on words. Fall is coming here in the States, and we really don't know where we are going to land with our students. In person, on Zoom, or there's the possibility we may fall out or fall flat or worst case scenario, fall ill. Regardless of the circumstances, we have been forced to lean into this new reality. The way it was has been deleted. We've no choice but to move forward and prepare for any and every possibility. Now, I haven't said anything you don't know already. You don't need me reminding you about our present situation. So why am I taking your precious time to hang out on the downside? Why focus this first episode on our pandemic life? Because it's the one thing we all have in common. On top of our individual losses, collectively, we've suffered a special kind of loss that connects us and leaves us wandering in a mysterious zone, missing our beloved freedom. This is called ambiguous loss, a term first coined by Pauline Boss, a renowned theorist and author. We like to solve problems. We're not comfortable with unanswered questions, and COVID has left us with plenty of them. And because our loss comes with no clarity about when things will return to normal life, like BC, before COVID, 
we dangle in a place where closure remains a myth. And then there is the issue of anticipation. That's usually the driving force in life, looking forward to our updated lesson plans, recitals, festivals, a vacation, a conference, a cool piano party with students. The typical milestones that give structure to our studios have been either put on hold or may change and in a blink of an eye be put online. We've lost a lot. Any loss leads to grief. And from my own experience with grief, it's important that we acknowledge it and nurture it before it festers. Being sad doesn't mean you're sick or depressed. It just means you're being real. Make a list of things you miss. Let yourself mope about it, at least for a little while. I can't recommend just one way to mope, but binging on Netflix uh, does work. By letting your grief in, it will color your world, but it won't control your world. Now, speaking of control, I've never been a fan of accepting bad things, but I've come to terms with deciding to live with the bad and controlling what I can. I encourage you to do the same. So let's walk through what we can control. First, we can control where we teach. In person or online, it's up to you and your comfort level. And I'll just add, it's not up to someone else who likes to pass judgment on those who choose one way or the other. I've got my eye on interactions on social media about this hot topic. Everyone's situation is different. Some of you may feel safer online because you're living in a hot spot, or you teach in groups and don't have the space to social distance, or perhaps you live with someone with a fragile immune system. Others feel it's best to see students in person with certain protocols in place. Everyone has their own way of doing things. Some of the schools in my area are only online. Some are following a hybrid model of online part of the week, and some are in person with an online option. Most, not all, but most of my studio families have requested to return to learning on my bench in my studio. They have been kind and have expressed their appreciation for what this means on my end. Now, I've taken on the serious task of making and keeping things safe. Since I have two pianos, I moved them apart and ordered and placed a sneeze guard to set between them so students and I will sit about six feet apart. When they arrive, students, I like to call them pianists, will wash hands and then pick up their pre-packaged in-person Ziploc bag filled with supplies that they will use from week to week. The bag includes a pencil, sticky notes, and various manipulatives, including can carriers and lids to build rhythmic understanding. Okay, side note, if you aren't sure how I use can carriers and lids, check out the show notes at leelavis.com. I'm a faithful fan of craft beer and thought it important to find a use for those plastic can carriers. Start saving them now. Okay, back to my protocols. Pianists are welcome to wear a mask during lessons if they wish. I did get a touch-free thermometer to test temperatures. Also, I found the best-smelling, extra-moisturizing hand sanitizer to use throughout the teaching day. A few weeks ago, I purchased a banner stand with a clear banner that I can pop up and move wherever and whenever I prefer. This will be set up by the pianist completing off-bench assignments. In my studio, all pianists receive instruction at the piano and then stay for assignments to complete away from the piano while I'm teaching another pianist. I have several iPads and headphones and will alternate between them as new students arrive and sanitize them with Clorox wipes. A 
As the research shows that aerosols may be a culprit to spreading the virus, I'll keep the window open until it gets too cold, and I purchased an air purifier to eradicate most of those mysterious COVID germs. I found a plant-based disinfectant at Costco to clean the piano keys between students. My studio policy has been updated, and parents must agree to follow these protocols and agree to keep their pianists at home if they are showing symptoms like a cough or runny nose. And because my families and I have grown accustomed to online lessons, now these lessons aren't missed. They'll be moved to Zoom instead. Offline lessons over the past months have shown our parents that there's a possible workaround for sick days besides makeup lessons. Of course, it's important to communicate these updated studio policies to my parents. Parents are working overtime on life right now, so it's hard to get their attention and I don't want to burden them with more paperwork. So I generated a form in Google Docs that includes a medical release, photo permission, and my COVID-19 policies for the 2021 school year. The link to this form was shared in an email to all studio families about the fall schedule. Parents simply click on the link and check the appropriate boxes indicating their preferences and I can access their answers on a spreadsheet automatically generated by the form that's stored in my Google Drive. If you are not familiar with Google Forms or Google Drive, I highly recommend it. And although you can get limited free storage, I broke down a couple of years ago and paid for 100 gigabytes of storage for about $20 a year. The luxury of storage space is worth every penny. Along with the investments for in-person lessons, I made plenty for online lessons too. I have a Zoom Pro account and recently upgraded my overhead camera to the Logitech C920 HD Pro webcam. It's the one experts recommended but was unavailable for months because everyone wanted one. I purchased a selfie ring light to improve the lighting since my studio has spotty canned lighting. And just before things shut down, we set up an Eero mesh system to deliver stronger, more reliable Wi-Fi throughout our home. To ensure a strong connection, I usually connect my laptop with an Ethernet cable to the network. I really like my adjustable stand for my MacBook Pro so that it sits higher on my desk, and I can slant it for better camera angles when teaching online. Days ago, the Wi-Fi was not working, and so I called Xfinity and ended up changing plans and got an upgraded package with more bandwidth for less money. I was high-fiving myself on that one. I suggest you do the same. Call in and ask about your current package and what else is available. It's amazing how their prices fluctuate. Oh, and thanks to Tim Toppin's TopCast, I learned about Rock Out Loud. It's a platform similar to Zoom that is made specifically for online music lessons The connection is clear and there are some unique features for teaching music that definitely makes it a win over Zoom. This could be the platform we turn to for our online lessons. On or offline, we need to admit life will never be binary, one or the other, black or white. This incredibly devious and deadly COVID virus has made it clear we live in various shades of gray. We pivoted, and now we need to be ready to be flexible teachers and maintain a hybrid studio for the foreseeable future. This hybrid studio setup is an investment, and one I wasn't planning on, and one you didn't anticipate either. The financial impact of what these items cost is considerable. It didn't dawn on me how much I've invested in all this equipment until I started making this list. 
When I was writing my book, The iPad Piano Studio, my friend and co-publisher, Tom Falenta, advised me, you've got to spend money to make money. That stuck with me and has influenced how and when I spend money on my studio. For those on a tight budget, it's scary. I get it. One disclaimer, I am known to help other people spend their money, but it's only on things that I have found I couldn't teach without. Make sure your tuition is enough to support you and provide a margin for you to purchase new studio tools. I charge a $100 fee per family that covers books, technology, and performance costs. Keep in mind that each wise investment in your studio is leveling up your business and could, no, I say will pay off in the end. If in doubt with where to put your hard-earned money first, your best investment is in strong, reliable Wi-Fi. Next, a laptop or desktop computer is crucial so that you have the functionality you need in Zoom and other platforms. iPads and tablets are not the same. You can take control of where you teach. I'm not here to tell you what to do. That's your decision. Once you make sound investments in your business, you'll take pride in what you provide and it will show the value that you have placed in your students' progress at the Keys. We were forced on the fast track to move our lessons online. We've lost a lot. But if there's a hint of a silver lining in a pandemic, we've gained something too. This crash course in teaching online just scaled our business and potential customer base. I've heard some teachers are remaining only online and gaining students around the world. Some have benefited because when students move out of a state, teachers can still teach them online. And others can continue to teach even when they choose to be away from their home studio. I did that for a month while I stayed in Florida. I leave you with this quote from Jimmy Dean. Yeah, the sausage guy. I can't change the direction of the wind, but I can adjust my sails to always reach my destination. For links to all the stuff I talked about in this episode, head to leelavis.com slash ideas. And while you're there, sign up for my newsletter so we can stay connected. Determining where you teach is not the only thing you can control. You can also take charge of what happens during lessons and between lessons. Look for my thoughts on those topics in the next episodes. Hang in there and see you in the trenches.